Welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Han, and our mission is to spend 15 minutes each week discussing your eating disorder recovery-related questions. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. This week, Han and myself will be answering the question, how to honour hunger around work or education? So before we dive into the specifics of this question, I want to make space for something I think is really important. I know it's something that I uh, struggled with and needed to really deeply accept and understand was okay, is that if it is an option for you, if it is possible, it is absolutely okay to make use of an opportunity to step back from work and or education in order to prioritise recovery. This was something that I was able to do, um, and I understand that there is privilege attached to that, but I think that often we can uh, overlook opportunity because of pressure either externally, pressure maybe from family, from friends, or also within ourselves, and of course the eating disorder. So I encourage anyone who's listening to this, who is maybe struggling with this concept of doing recovery alongside work or education, to make space for the fact that it's absolutely okay to take time away, to say not now, to have a year out, to take some time off, to reduce your hours. Absolutely, that is something that is okay. And remember that the you who is prioritizing recovery right now is prioritizing the rest of your life in every other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And and actually, I just um, I just wrote a I think it was a five part blog post on um, everything that you've just said in a much more extended way. You've just um, encapsulated exactly what I wanted to say in in a much neater fashion. Um, I would absolutely echo that, of course. If you take the time off right now, it is exactly as Emily said, giving you the rest of your life to go on and get on with whatever you wish to do. So I think it's really, really important about the idea of prioritising and giving you this this time to really, really focus. And that might be something that you can do whilst you're working at uni, but it may well require that um, that time out. So that's just a, a point that we definitely wanted to mention. To delve into the question, I think the first point that I think feels most relevant for me was certainly to begin using all of the opportunities that you do have to eat to make sure that they are big, make sure that they are abundant and make sure that you are getting in the energy that is going to carry you through potentially those uh, couple of hours where it might be logistically slightly more difficult to eat. And that's not to say that it's impossible to eat in those times. There may well be things that you can do to ensure that uh, a regular intake is more possible and we can speak through those in terms of measures or conversations that you might want to have but I think it's really important to use the times that are available to you to ensure that what you are having is fulfilling mental and physical hunger and I think just one example for me here was when I kind of um, wasn't perhaps doing my meals so abundantly then almost five ten minutes afterwards there was this real need to supplement a, a to be honest, quite a, a limited a main meal with snacks straight after. And that was something which was more possible when I was 
at home in an environment that I knew, but certainly not when I was out and about. And it left me in a place where generally my intake was just not supporting my needs mentally or physically. So just that point, just to really, really reaffirm it's it's possible to eat through the day, but it's really, really possible to make sure that your meals, each and every one of them, that you do have the opportunity, are very, very abundant looking. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with this. I feel like part of this for me as well was making sure that I took more than more than enough. So I filled um, bags with, you know, I made sure that my car had stuff in it, that my bags had stuff in it, my coats, pockets, Whenever I was going anywhere for anything, I would just make sure I was taking more than more than enough, you know, and that applied if it was that I was taking a lunch with me for something, I was taking whatever it is, I just really went for the abundance, so that I was making sure I had got more than more than enough. Now, I'll also add in here that it can be useful to have conversations, whether it is a tutor, lecturer, whether it is uh, a boss or someone like a a line manager, someone that um, is a senior in a work setting, it can be useful to have conversations with those people if and where you feel it appropriate and, and necessary to kind of show and say that you are in recovery and outline what that means that you need to be doing and to absolutely stand firm in your need to be prioritizing recovery alongside this it cannot be and it is not it is not um kind of good for recovery for work and education to then slot into that top priority list and that maybe you're doing well at home but then the moment you go to uni or you go to into work suddenly those things are the dominant priority you know that really isn't isn't compatible with you who is pushing forward and is moving towards that place of full recovery and so sometimes in this it can help to have conversations with people in those senior positions and just say that you're in recovery say it's a university lecturer or a tutor you know actually having that conversation saying you know I actually will need to be having snacks and maybe if you've got long lectures sort of just a heads up that you may well have to excuse yourself you know if it's a kind of lecture setting Um, where you maybe aren't allowed to eat I know that mine was kind of clinical so I wasn't able to eat when I was in a clinic but I would kind of take myself off and go to the bit where we had our lockers and have snacks and eat in that way and having conversations with tutors can help in that process yeah absolutely and I think just to say as a side note there there may also be occasions when your eating sort of suggests that it's not appropriate to be eating when it absolutely is and Mm. things are going to have to be forced in so for example uh, during a lecture where maybe there are lots of people around or a workshop or in a work setting maybe it isn't your eating disorders ideal peaceful setting or environment uh, be that because of the noise going on be that because of other things that you're kind of occupied with and you can't have the full attention towards your food all of these things you need to recognize are things you need to push through and you need to eat regardless and that is so often the mantra that carried me through in my recovery just eat regardless and sometimes it's not going to be perfect sometimes um, food is just to provide that energy a lot of the time it's it's certainly not but in these situations there can't be this 
I think excuse going on that it's just absolutely impossible because when we really really zoom out a lot of the time there is a little bit more flexibility than maybe our eating disorder is going to allow us to see that there is and exactly as you say there Emily with many many other health conditions workplaces and uh, in education settings will bend over backwards to support those and when it's maybe not something so visible such as an eating disorder we sometimes don't feel as though we have um, scope to be asking for those uh, types of measures or, or making those requests but it's absolutely necessary to be going in and really asserting what you need to support you because otherwise quite honestly your workplace or your education setting isn't going to um, be a productive place for you to be remaining and, mm. and that might sound quite harsh but you won't get out of it nearly as much as when you're going through it fully fueled yeah no absolutely I completely agree with that and I would like to kind of add on to this the need to be brutally honest with yourself about any excuses that are coming up about why it's not. The most common one being along the lines of, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't have time. You do have time. You absolutely, if you are in any kind of ethical work or environmental or, environmental or educational setting, you absolutely will have time to pop to a toilet. That is something that, that you do have time for. And if you can pop to a toilet, you can pop to a bag and you can eat a Mars bar in 10 seconds. I, you know, at the end of the day, I, in recovery, was at one point um, sort of towards the later stages of my recovery working in the NHS. And I did absolutely have very busy clinics. And eating disorder definitely wanted to play the card of, oh, we don't have time, we don't have time. No, we just... I did. When I made it my mission to make sure that I was listening to my hunger, that I was eating when I, when I like as soon to possible as I was able to, when I was thinking about food or, and I felt I was hungry, there was a way for it, you know? And as I say, whether that is popping to the toilet and eating a Snickers in 10 seconds, then that's what it has to look like. And not only is this really, really important in terms of honoring hunger and the necessity for that, it's also an amazing way to dismantle that pedestal of perfection that food is placed on you know to actually neurally rewire that need for food to be perfect either literally the item itself or environmentally or situationally yeah definitely two two things to pick up on there and one of those is that this is actually going to be a really relevant practice to make sure is um, possible for the future so for example if you were in a clinical setting in the future once you had fully recovered there probably would be um, a necessity for you to be doing this nipping and to be kind of eating when possible. So laying the foundations for that in your recovery isn't just necessary to meet your energy needs right now, but it's it's really great practice for those future occasions when that is perhaps going to be part of your reality every day. Um, the second thing to say is is how you mentioned Mars bars or potentially Snickers there. I think it's really, really important that we go into this idea of when you do have the opportunity to eat, those things that you're choosing are recovery smart and recovery wise. You're not nipping to the toilet and grabbing a handful of popcorn and kind of just... Um, just tickling that hunger as we say you're getting something which is going to give you a bit of uh, bang for your buck yeah. and it's really important that you go into 
your planning stages of your day of your week with the idea of what I am taking is genuinely going to support me it's not just going to get me through it's not just going to keep me afloat and just about present it's going to really really nourish me provide me that energy and honestly give you what you need to enjoy and be fulfilled by the practice that you're doing be that work or the education rather than just take the edge off the hunger but still be very very mentally and physically um I I suppose compromised yeah absolutely just nodding along nodding along the whole (laughs) way um something that I would like to add kind of before we have to kind of wrap up today is a something I found really helpful when I was uh, in recovery and actually it's something that I still find really helpful now but especially when you have got that elevated hunger that recovery hunger was to say when you're in a lecture or you're in some kind it could be an office that you're in it could be you're in a lecture and um, you're wanting to honor your hunger but you're aware that packets are quite noisy you know it's it's like that classic kind of cinema situation you've got your thing and then (laughs) suddenly you realize how noisy a packet of revels is when everyone's silent around you Um, I found it really helpful to get kind of Tupperware boxes or like um, empty old Chinese takeaway container things and fill those with could be anything whether it is revels or m&ms or nuts or goodness knows what whatever you want them to be filled with but i found that was really handy to then be able to just put on whether it was a desk or whatever it was i was at just to be able to have that open because it um you know from a noise factor it just made me feel one the food was right there which was really conducive to being able to honor hunger and two from that kind of um just being mindful of your surroundings and aware of the noise that that came in a lecture, I think that definitely helped me to feel more um, assertive and confident in, right, this is what I'm doing. Here it is. And I am going to be eating from because I haven't got that whole, all my hands gone in the packets made a noise again and a noise again and a noise again and a noise again. Um, So yeah, I found that was a really, really helpful tip. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think for me, um, little Tupperwares filled with one of my favourite snacks uh, used to be, uh, and still is, to be honest, uh, dates uh, filled with peanut butter, uh, large dates. And they were what I found to be pretty silent to eat and also uh, relatively mess free. I think alongside that, I often paired um, liquids, which I enjoyed. And I think that can also be a really smart way Mm. to get in energy without necessarily the crunch of a I don't know, a crisp packet or something. And by all means, um, do make noise when it's possible. We're not saying if you're sitting in a library, um, eating is absolutely a no-go and making any noise, but just for your comfort and maybe for the initial stages when you're getting comfortable eating in situations where maybe others aren't, make it easy for yourself, make it simple and don't let there be opportunity for excuses to come up by the nature of what you're picking. Yeah, absolutely. This was a classic thing for me of kind of setting myself up to win. And I want to outline it to anyone who's doing this. Make sure if you are taking this piece of advice that you carry it forward with abundance. You know, we're not doing the teeny little square Tupperware boxes with a nice few little nut. No, really go into this. As I said earlier on, more than more than enough, as Ham was saying, you know, really making use of every opportunity you have got. Make sure that you are taking big Tupperware boxes full of things in, you know, look for the opportunity, make it. And, and if, if work or education has been a setting where previously you have engaged in eating disorder behaviors, and maybe you're going back to that, 
be aware of the fact that the way neural networks work, they can be attached to environments. And so you do have to go in very proactively. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is you going back to university for the first time after not after not being there since because of recovery, it may well be that when you go in, if you were to be passive, your brain might go, oh, um, well, this is what we did last time. or this is how we used to do. Is this what we're doing? And this is why it's so important for you to go in proactively. Make it your mission to make recovery aligned with university. Make it your mission to make recovery a priority alongside work. Whatever it is that you're going back to, you know, be proactive in it. My my uh, neck is going to start hurting from nodding, Emily. I think we should <laughs> I think we should wrap up there. Yes. I think such such real relevant points there at the end um, and. We really, really hope that those of you who have started uni for the first time, um, maybe just on Freshers' Week, uh, by the time uh, this podcast uh, episode goes out, we hope that you have had a good initial induction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for any of those people who are at work, who are considering um, taking time out, those in education taking time out, please, please take some time to consider the, the kind of long, the long form question here take a real, real analysis of is recovery conducive with work or education? And if it's not, don't don't just go through the motions. Don't just uh, put yourself in that position where it feels impossible, but you just keep keep going on. You can really make a change here and that might be necessary. So do consider that. Definitely. Remember that the you who is prioritising recovery is the same you who is prioritizing every single other thing in your entire life both now and to come so do not be afraid to voice what you need what you know um deep down to be true and also to honor and respond to your needs you know really it's so important perfect thank you very much for listening this week and we look forward to recording again next week yeah thank you so much Bye-bye. bye bye